Welcome, everyone, to the How to Get the Most Out of College podcast. There's a lot of talk about where to go to college, but not nearly enough about how to go to college. And it's the everyday decisions that drive your success. I'm your host, Elliot Felix. I've been a consultant to more than 100 colleges and universities, helping them improve their student experience. And I'm the author of How to Get the Most Out of College, where I take what I've learned about how college works and make it work for you. Leading something while you're on campus is such a great way to get the most out of college. You're gaining skills, you're building a network, you're making an impact. I found one study that showed that student leaders got 7% more in salary upon graduation. So there are so many different reasons to lead something while you're a student. And I'm super excited to have Macy Trout here, who's a senior at Temple, to talk to us about being a student leader. And I recently met Macy at a conference about designing libraries for the future, which was held at Temple University's Charles Library that I had the good fortune to plan years ago. And her thoughts on being a leader, on contributing, on using the library were so fantastic. I was excited to learn more and I'm excited to have you here today, Macy. Welcome. Thank you. I'm Macy Trowell. I am a senior this year at Temple University. I'm graduating in May, which is really exciting. I'm studying both environmental studies and political science, and I'm hoping to get my master's. So I'm applying to programs right now, which is super stressful, but also so exciting. I'm the director of academic affairs for our Temple student government. So the way it works is every year there's like a campaign where people run and you get voted in by the student body. So it's like an online forum. Everyone fills it out and, you know, places who they want as president, vice president. And then depending on how a certain campaign works, they may already have people chosen. So I've run with the past three campaigns as a director of academic affairs, just because that's been the position that I've been in since I was a freshman. It's very important. We have directors in all different aspects. We have campus safety, sustainability, health and wellness and well-being. We have a director for the commuters, commuter support, as well as just overall campus engagement, which is super fun. So we all do very different things. But what I specifically do as academic affairs is I work a lot with faculty members on like advocating for different policies or initiatives that our school can implement to make the student experience better in terms of academics. So whether that be study spaces like Charles Library or textbook affordability or helping, you know, with general education proposals, which are really important. So it's like a big encompassment. I've done different things every single year, but, you know, there are some consistencies on things that I have worked on since my freshman year, which is super exciting. It's probably been the most fulfilling part of my college experience, I'd say, so far. I mean, I'm finishing in May, so I don't know if anything much can top it so far, considering I've been working on these things for three years. But yeah, it's definitely been a very fun, stressful, but super fulfilling ride as a college student. That's great. How did you get involved in student government? So my freshman year was online because of COVID. So I kind of was really trying to just meet people and be involved in campus activities seemed to be the best route to meeting people when you're completely online. I was still living at home. I'm from New Jersey, so I'm pretty close to Temple to go in. I was only about a 45-minute drive if I needed to, but it wasn't worth it with COVID and taking precautions. So there was a lot of online things that student activities were doing, and I would follow them all on Instagram and kind of see like Greek life and student government and student activities and all of that. And I saw that 
midway through my freshman year that someone had transferred out of student government and they needed the director of academic affairs position filled. And I just thought, why not? I've always been like a it doesn't hurt to apply kind of person. I just went for it. It was definitely a little abnormal considering freshmen don't normally apply for those things because it's done at the end of the year. So, you know, incoming freshmen don't have that opportunity. So I was very nervous. I was like, this is such a long shot. Like, they're not going to take me. There's probably like 80 other people, like juniors and seniors, who would be way better at it than I am. But I ended up applying. I did an interview and I thought it went so well. But again, just like seniority status, I was like, there's no way they want me. But at the end of it, I got an email inviting me to join their little internal services committee at student government. And I was so excited. And I started the second semester, so spring I don't even know, 2021. And I just hopped right on from there and I've been doing it ever since. So same position and everything. I have not wanted to change. <laughs> I've stayed working with the same group of people, which is really exciting. That's great. You mentioned you felt like the interview went well. What were some moments in the interview where you felt like you really crushed it? Well, so I feel like being a freshman, you're at a little bit of a disadvantage because all of your achievements are kind of things that you did in high school. So there's not much to really go on when you're interviewing. So I think that me just trying to be as confident as I can and showing that I care about student engagement, I cared about, you know, various issues prior to doing the interview, kind of looked up what students were really dealing with at Temple. And a big one, again, was textbook affordability. I've been working on that since I was a freshman. And I just looked into it, shared my own experience, even though I'd only been there one semester. But as a biochem major, when I first went into Temple, my textbooks were very expensive. So I had already had the feeling of, you know, what students were going through when it came to these certain subjects. So I think just sharing my compassion towards student engagement and student issues, but also just like showing that confidence that I could lead, that I could do these things was very important, again, because I didn't have too many things to say like, hey, I did this, which is why I would be good for this without trying to sound like I was trying to bring high school into college. You know, it's important to say like, oh, look at all the things I have done. But I also think it's good to separate the two because you're kind of finding a new outlet. It's very different. Student leadership in college is way different than it is in high school. So yeah, I think just overall confidence, my attitude towards, you know, the position. I didn't act like I wasn't good enough for it. I was like, I am good enough for it. This is why you should have me. I think that definitely is what got me the position because again so many other students also went out for it that weren't freshmen that had these things under their belt so i think that was my biggest qualifier i feel like it's great advice for an interview in general do your research do your homework know what the issues are be confident and then tell your story and make it personal i'm so glad they picked you and i would love to hear some of the things you've accomplished it sounds like textbook affordability was one of them over the years it's been changing. It changes every semester, honestly, because there's obviously new issues that pop up. Overall, an encompassment without getting into too specific, we have different policy initiatives that we have each semester. It's more just like supporting the students academically. So we have town halls. So I let them know the resources that they have available to them. We have like our DRS. I handle helping students contact them, what they should say to them. DRS is our disability resource services. So if you struggle with attention focus, like I say, hey, here's the email that you should format to them. This is how they can help you. Kind of just being that bridge towards, you know, the services that Temple does provide and the students and showing them that it's so easy to reach out. And then some specific like policy initiatives that Temple Student Government has tried to implement over the past few years that I have been 
kind of the driver for within academic affairs. The first and probably the biggest one was textbook affordability. I'm still working on it now. (laughs) We are trying to get a resolution passed at Temple that basically just states, hey, to all the faculty members, you know, students are struggling with textbook costs. It's not a part of their tuition or a lot of their grants don't cover this. We should be focusing on open access resources. And I work on a textbook affordability committee where they do all the work for faculty. They create the database where faculty can go in and see what open resources are available for my type of classes. And it's so important that students advocate for this because it's such a huge issue. I All my roommates are specifically like science majors. I have biology, nursing, and their textbooks. I see them spend upwards of five to $600 every semester. And I'm mind blown because I'm social science. We don't spend that much in our textbooks. A lot of ours are open access because it's all open access readings and temple database libraries and stuff like that. But I see these students paying so much money. But I see the other side of it where there are professors all over who have been creating free resources so that this isn't an issue. So it's more advocating for professors to go that little extra mile and find these resources that they can incorporate into their curriculum without making students, you know, break the bank for one textbook or an access code. So that's one of the initiatives I've also worked on, you know, having no major assignments was a big one. So just being more accommodating to people with certain religious holidays that may not be in our student calendar, because there's a lot of holidays that aren't really accounted for. For instance, Jewish holidays aren't accounted for in our calendar, which I have Jewish family members. So I know when they're correlating and the fact that I still have class and finals or midterms or whatever they may be. And then I also serve on a lot of different faculty committees as a student representative, which I think is the biggest part of director of academic affairs, just kind of being that bridge. I serve on the general education committee. So it's like all the gen eds that we take and the different topics that we go into. I go in, I help review different classes, which is super fun for me because I get to say, hey, I would love to take this as a student or maybe not. I'm not sure if students would really like this one, which is so important to have like that student voice. And then I recently just joined a financial literacy committee, which I'm still kind of getting the grasps on, on, you know, what I can do as a student to help out with that. But yeah, so that's basically everything I do. It sounds like a lot, but it's so much fun and it's so fulfilling. I've learned so much through this. I've learned how higher education works in a way like I would have never known without it, which I think is important. I've been able to network with people through this. Like I met you (laughs) through being in these student activities. I've networked with so many different people. I've been able to talk about, you know, graduate school, people that may have more insight on how I should go about that because I am a first generation student. My parents did not graduate from college. I don't have a familial background with that to help me out. So this has kind of been in place of that, I would say. And it's been so helpful for me, you know, the past few years. That's great. It sounds like you've learned a lot. You've had a lot of fun. You've met some people. What else do you feel like you've gotten out of being a student leader? I'm trying to think of, you know, personal things. I think that my freshman year, me, if she were to meet me now, she would be like, who is this person? Because I have done almost a complete 180 in terms of like confidence levels and just I feel like I have no limits. I feel like there's so many things I can do. Like I can just keep going higher with what I want to accomplish in life. Whereas I think freshman year me was a little more timid and was like, oh, I don't think I'm good with that. I don't think I'd be the best candidate or it might be too hard for me. And I think I put a lot less restrictions on myself now. I have so many things where I could say, you did that. You can so do this too. And I think the biggest thing was, you know, COVID put a lot of 
issues on a lot of different people with confidence. We were online. We didn't really have to interact with people. So I think getting back to a more confident, I'm able to talk in front of people more easily now. I'm able to do things like this. I wasn't able to do that before I joined these student activities because I didn't have anything that was pushing me to do these things. So I think that I'm way more professional than I was. I'm way more confident. I'm way more well-spoken. So I think not only has it helped me professionally, like have these things under my belt, but it's also helped my personality a lot for the professional world, which I can't say that I would have had without it. And I think it's been the number one thing that has gotten me to this point. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, it sounds like a real jumpstart into the world of work and being a professional and speaking to people and speaking with confidence and learning how higher education works. It's all fantastic. I wonder, has it been a challenge to balance this work with your academics? Do they interfere with each other? Do they reinforce each other? How have you been able to do that? I definitely think that it's been a challenge, but I don't think it necessarily has to be. I think I just have maybe made it one. I'm graduating a year early, so I've taken 18 credits every semester. I did so much in high school that I transferred over. So my experience graduating a year early has still been great. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to like one, save money and do that. But I definitely think that it's been stressful. But I think the normal experience of like having it spread over, you know, a four year period of time, which I think is super important if you want to be super involved. And I think I would recommend not jam packing your schedule the way I may have for students who want to be as actively engaged like in student activities because I do think it takes a lot and I'm in student government I'm on the executive board for a cleanup club that we started at Temple and then I'm in Greek life and I definitely did not have to do all of those things to have the experience that I had I think I did just want the most especially coming out of COVID it's like we had two years where we weren't doing anything. So then when I came out of it, I wanted to do everything because I was like, I don't have that much time. Like, I need to get it all done. So I think going forward now, the experience is going to be a lot different because you have like, not normal, but more normal of a four year period. And I definitely, you know, recommend not doing full max schedule when you also have all these other things that you want to accomplish because education is super important. But so are these extracurricular activities because they help you network They help you gain those social skills that you may not have gotten previously. So as much as, you know, you may say like, oh, 18 credits, I want to do it all. I think it's also important to say, hey, well, I should, you know, have the time to fit in something else. Like next semester, I'm taking 12 credits as a last semester senior, and I have never been more happy in my entire life that it's only four credits. And I just am thinking to myself, wow, I'm going to be able to get so much done in terms of like student government and, you know, being able to enjoy my last semester. So I definitely think it's important to keep your studies straight, like make sure you have everything, you know, in line while also realizing it's okay to put some time towards things that you may want to do that don't necessarily align with your major, but is going to help you professionally at the end of the day. It's such great advice. I can very much relate. I graduated high school a year early and there were some pros and cons to that. And then in college, often took extra classes because I was so interested in, in different things. But There's definitely something to be said for being a little bit more focused and not being overcommitted. You know, there was a lot of pent up demand to see people and do things having had two years of COVID college before that. And the stuff you do outside of class, I think can be just as influential. I basically found my professional path through student government myself. 
in grad school, MIT was fantastic, but there was definitely some things to, to work on. And student government got together and we did a survey and we compared ourselves to other departments and we did town hall meetings and went to the dean with some ideas. And it's pretty similar to what I do every day now as a consultant for universities. So I think you can find your path so many different ways. And as long as you keep it in balance, then they can really contribute to each other. In a way, this is the perfect segue. You know, you just offered a bit of advice to people to better balance the leadership roles and student government with your studies. What other advice would you offer people who want to get involved in playing a leadership role on campus, whether it's in student government or a club or another organization, final word of advice for those students who want to lead something? I think the biggest thing with me, and it's weird because I'm normally not someone who takes their own advice, which is, I feel like most people, they say a lot, but they may not personally, you know, add it to their own lives. But the biggest thing for me was the transition between like high school and college. And honestly, the advice can apply even if you're just already in college. But In high school, I was definitely not as much of a student leader. I was very smart. I applied myself as much as I could, like AP classes, wanted to do it all. Same mentality. I just went about it a little differently. And I dealt with so much rejection in high school that I think is crazy to look back on because I'm like, wow, it's embarrassing to think about. But we had a student council at my high school and I got rejected five times. I would say that you don't have to take those experiences and think because that happened, I can't do this. Because I kind of did think that. And I think that was a big like blocker when I first got into college, when I was applying to certain things, I would apply because there's no harm in it whatsoever. But my mentality after applying was, you know, like with the trend of high school, like I don't see this, how this could go any better. And I was so wrong. And it was the absolute worst mentality I could have possibly had because It made me feel like I couldn't do certain things, which was totally not true. It's just in high school, I may not have been the best fit. But just because you're not a good fit in one place doesn't mean that's going to be the trend for your entire life. Like, I have a completely different experience in college where I may have been lacking in high school and not have been chosen for certain things. Now, you know, I'm being chosen for a lot of different things because I put myself out there more. I have this attitude of like, I can do this. It sounds so silly and so simple, but like rejection hurts so bad at that age. And it really does drive a lot of things. And it's so hard to not let it. But you really have to realize that college is a completely different atmosphere, completely different group of people, different structures, power dynamics, you know, with faculty and professors and teachers. It's completely different. So I just feel like if you have ever felt held back in high school or even if you're transferring from another college or even if you're just at the same school and you may have felt rejection, that should not hold you back from trying literally anything, like anything that you want to go out for. I've gone out for so many things in college and I have gotten rejected for some things. So it hasn't all been success either. But because I've just kept going and I kept trying. I literally have this amazing position that I've had for three years now. I have so many friends from all different majors, backgrounds, ways of life, people I never would have met otherwise. I have some of my lifelong friends from this. I have so many networking opportunities. My resume looks amazing. (laughs) Just so many things that would not have happened if I had let that rejection like hurt me so deeply. And yes, rejected five times. So I feel like if you can get rejected five times and still do it, 
you know, that should say something. And I think everyone, there isn't a number of rejections that you can get where it's like, okay, you should stop. No, I just don't believe that. So yeah, I think that'd be my number one advice. Don't let those childhood rejections (laughs) affect you now because you never know what could happen because you literally don't. Everyone's looking for something, something different, a different type of personality or background. So you never know what you're going to be a good fit for. And you won't know if you don't apply and try different things. So great advice. Thank you so much, Macy Trout. And good luck finishing the semester and moving toward graduation. Enjoy your 12 credit semester. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts and check out elliotfelix.com for all the episodes and the articles I've written, talks I've given, and more information about the book. 